Hello. So hello welcome, you guys. Welcome, welcome to Can You Talk Sports? So hey. follow us on IG, on Facebook, on YouTube at Can We Talk Sports? And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you click that link and subscribe at the bottom of the page and give us a thumbs up. Okay. Yep. And like so, the page. <laughs> yeah. So I'm Carmen, AKA Mama D. Yes. And I am Kawashika. And I am Icy, AKA Icy of Icy Fashion. Ooh. And we are Can We Talk Sports? Yes. Yes. So how's everybody today? Y'all doing good, ladies? Yes. 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 So, yeah. So, well, today um, we're going to have a special guest today, you guys. So I'm excited because we just had the Olympics that happened. And, you know, we're going to have um, a Jasmine Moore, who was an Olympian that did the, was it the triple jump? Um and she's um she's gonna be our guest today on the show. Straight out of excited. Texas, Texas native. I'm excited, right on Grand Prairie. Right in Grand Prairie. <laughs> Who's next? Them Texas girls. Exactly. Yes. So we hope our guests will be enjoying the show today and chiming in, getting their questions in, because we have one of our own, especially if you're here in Texas, we have one of our own that you guys can get a few questions in for. for. So um, at the same time, um, I guess at this point, you know, I guess we can go into our, y'all want to go into our hot topic or are we going to wait for hot topic? Hot, hot topic. I'm having, a t I'm having a tongue tie, guys. So look, Today, I feel like the hot topic is tips for parents for recruiting process. I think this is where a lot of parents get confused on how the recruiting process works when it comes to whether it's football, basketball, volleyball, track or whatever. With my personal experience, I dealt with more football. You know, my son ran track as well, but that wasn't what he wanted to go to college for. He's a he's a football athlete. So. My son's journey was different than maybe somebody like Kawashika's son, which was, you know, who was highly recruited. My son got in the middle of um, a transfer. You know, he got in the middle of transfer. He's a very good athlete, but his circumstances were a little bit different. So he kind of had to transfer. He didn't get on the field much the junior year. A lot of people don't know. Like if your kid is a, for example, if your kid is a 2021 are we 2020? 2022? Because we're going to have a new year mm -hmm. come. If your kid mm -hmm. is a 2022 graduate, he needs to be getting offers his junior year. I mean, you can get yes. him up into your senior yes. year. But a lot of the times, and this is what I learned for the situation of my son, he was a 2021 graduate. Well, I mean, no, I'm sorry. He's a 2020 graduate. His football season was 2019. You know, they play all the way. And if you go to state, of course, you catch the end of the year. Well, really, in 2019, those graduates get those, those 2020 graduates get their scholarship their junior year. So if yes. you didn't get, um, because the, the, the schools have only so many scholarships to give for the athletes of 2020. And if you happen, they happen to run out of all 2020 scholarships that they're allowed to give per year, um, then you're kind of stuck. You know, your son has to 
either get some on the way in or in my situation, we ended up getting an offer the day before signing day. But that was mm. gone. But it mm. was not a scholarship offer. He had a preferred walk-on, PWO. PWOs, they aren't bad, but you know, hey, we're going to have to probably take do a grant, student loan possibly, and then you hope they earn that scholarship that first semester or that year. That way it'll eat up. You know, if he had to take a loan out, it won't be like crazy. Mm-hmm. So parents have to know to recruit be proactive. Don't sit up and depend on the coach to do everything. Be proactive as a parent. But if you get information, give it to the coach. Let the coach know. Or, you know, you can still do your own talking. But you can't expect a coach to strictly get your son recruited. By I mean, it's his job to help that. But you got to remember, it's like 90 other players on the team in football or 80. Mm-hmm. So he's trying mm-hmm. to get offers for all of those that are coming up. So that's why it's good to give them a handout, you know, give them a hand. But be careful for those recruiting services, too. Some of those recruiting services that ask for this money and stuff are not legitimate. You know, you have to do your background search, but you have to make sure that you're trying to be proactive with your son and put film out. Post on Twitter with them on your page, tag them, whatever. All that stuff matter. People think it doesn't, but it does. Somebody's watching. What do you got? Do you ladies have? Any um, right. advice on it? Like, yes, Kawashka, your son was a highly recruited individual. Well, you know, I have an older son, right? And so, of course, that's right. Yeah, Larry, I forgot. Yeah. With him, I did experience that, uh, Icy. I okay, that's right. Right. Uh, his junior year, he had some injuries. Um, uh, also, had off the field. An altercation. And so that held him back a lot it really did and so i agree with you because this was like what 2014 2015 Mm -hmm. in my mind and it is i'm pretty sure a lot of parents believe this i'm glad you brought that up in my mind i thought honestly that the coaches will recruit him i didn't have i didn't have no clue on how to recruit now of course, the kids go to camps. Yeah. was able to go to camps. Um, but you're right. The junior year is the most important part. Mm-hmm. That's when they're supposed to be getting offers. Yeah. Um, they back back, right? And so yeah. we suffered. We did. We we suffered because he wanted, he did, he wanted to go to a D1 school. And mm-hmm. we ended up going to uh, a JUCO. Juku, which uh, was Cisco College, and yeah. he made that decision at the last minute. But I know he suffered a little bit with depression, and um, yeah. we just we just knew he was going to a D one school. And mm-hmm. and, the, and the, don't get me wrong, like the coaches, uh, Coach Mathis, um, and some old other coaches at DeSoto, they tried their best. They did, but it wasn't enough film, like you said. Yes, they gotta have that mm-hmm. film. Yep. And, and yes. when those things happened to him was like at the beginning of the football season. So mm-hmm. I know firsthand, like, it's like, and this has always been with me. Like, I, I've got the good. I mean, I didn't got the bad and I didn't got the good. Mm-hmm. So I can understand parents on one end and then I can understand because, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, my son now, out of high school, no problem. Colorado yeah. came visit. Just mm-hmm. awesome, hundred percent um, scholarship. Just yeah, 
a truly a blessing and so now you know he was at colorado for a while when we experienced his situation which it is what it is in college because he just recently recently did a transfer yes now, transfers you know to god be the glory it didn't take that long and guess who they went back to they went back to DeSoto High. They went back to Coach Mattis. To and check on him. Yes, to get the people. character check. Right. So mm -hmm. your character, your conduct, your grades, all of that will follow you because you don't know mm -hmm. who watching you. So now he's in a big powerhouse due to that. And it just has mm -hmm. worked ethic. You know, he always stays. Always have, yeah. So mm -hmm. let's go back to Larry. Now, okay. since that did work because he did go to college uh, of course he went to, to some more colleges but guess what he's doing now now he's coaching coaching he's in coaching college junior college college so yeah that's we, just the beginning he finna work his way right yes. on up absolutely so with yeah. the recruiting process my uh advice parents please like the social media is off the chain you talking about somebody that know how to recruit their son you looking at an icy baby she did not <laughs> say honey and i love it love it you know most parents just show oh my child you know the game and this baby she was going in do you understand <laughs> so you have to be proactive proactive and, uh, yeah, look, I got my yes. son Halloween well, tapes and everything made. <laughs> well, my experience is a little bit different because my oldest was mahogany and she played volleyball. And when I tell you, nobody came to the school to watch her play volleyball, all of her looks. And we didn't find this out till later. And it was all a learning process for us that as parents, we have to be proactive because they, the, especially in volleyball, they don't come to the school. They want, They go to the club tournaments in the spring. And you yes. can go to any national tournament. And all you see is coaches walking around. And they have their names on their shirt. And they're watching from game to game. And that's how she got recruited was through club volleyball. And it was a really good experience for her. But my husband and I, we didn't know until her 10th grade year what was really going on. She didn't start playing club until 10th grade. So we were kind of behind the ball in it. But when I tell you, when my son played volleyball, we when my son played football, we knew to get involved and to be proactive. So we started making tapes and stuff like we weren't quite as it's been a few years now. So we weren't social media and all of that. But I can tell you, do not depend on the coach to get your child recruited That's right. because the coach can help. But like uh, I see said, they got 50 to 80 kids that they're trying to take care of and you just got one. So put your energy in, especially for football. You got to go to the combines. You got to get your child out there. Yeah. You got to get them exposed. So parents do your research. Like find out whatever sport it is, find out what you need to do to get your child looked at and don't yeah. depend on the coach. Yeah, that's right. Make sure you research the camps that they're going to so that you can make mm -hmm. sure it makes sense. One other thing, I know we're going to get to our next topic and introduce our guests. When you're going to these camps, another pointer I can give out that's very important when they have these big, uh, in Texas, which is y'all know Texas football is big. 
when they're in it, and I'm sure this may be in other other states, when they have these camps that you know 300 kids are going to be there, don't go to those camps. Because just because it's going to have 300 kids, your kid is not getting looked at by, there's probably 15, maybe 20 coaches, if that, at this big old camp. So if you got 300, a camp where there's 300 and this is this mass camp and all that stuff, it makes no sense to go to those camps because it's too many kids for them to focus on your kid. Nine times out of 10, when they go to those camps, they're going to say, hey, they already know the kid they're looking for. Somebody already mm-hmm. said, hey, bring this four or five star recruit here. That kid's there. Those guys just want to see that, that kid work out at that camp. It's like seeing a workout. They're only there to watch the kids they've already had an eye on. And so their coaches or whoever it is may have said, hey, bring him to this camp. We're going to have him at this camp. And that's it. That's all them for, for them to probably give them official offer or just to put them on their radar or to show some interest. So just be careful with that, guys. It's not worth it to go to these big mega camps because you're not going to, you know, pick the figure out the ones that make sense. But those are not what's up. <laughs> So that's Carmen, you good. want to introduce our that's, that's good information, Icy. So you guys, on tonight's show, um, we're honored to have Jasmine Moore. She's a three-time, she's a triple jump Olympian, and she's gonna be sharing her journey with us about the obstacle obstacles that she's conquered. So Texas is in the house. So Yay. excited. Uh so from Grand Prairie, um for you who don't know Grand Prairie, this is the Texas triple jump Olympian um, who loves cheese and poetry. That's a combination, cheese and uh-huh. poetry. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jasmine Moore. Driving by, you could easily miss it. The sign, this sign, a humble reminder that an Olympian lives here. Whenever we got to walk through the stadium before we competed, that's kind of whenever it hit me. Jasmine Moore is one of the best triple jumpers in the world. And I was like, well, I'm really at the Olympics. Back that hadn't quite hit her when we spoke to her at her send-off party. I'm excited. <laughs> she got back from Tokyo late Sunday. Moore was just under half a meter shy of making it to the final round. I wasn't really too happy with my performance, and I know I can do better. Mental health and pressure are big themes at this year's games. Being in the light and just having everyone watching, especially at the Olympics, it can be tough and it couldn't be challenging. She has her own request. So for people to just be kinder, I guess, whenever they're watching us compete and understand that we're more than our sport. She's home and getting ready for her junior year of college, like any other 20-year-old. But peep the nails and... Yay, Jasmine! Welcome Hi, to the show! Hi, Jasmine. Thank Welcome you. I appreciate y'all for having me. No problem. Hi, Jasmine. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead, Kawashka. Yeah, we can yes. hear you. I'm sorry, Kawashka. Listen, listen, you on the Can We Talk Sports show, so let me represent Texas is in yeah. out. Do you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so look, Jasmine. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Kawashka. I think I talked over. We have a delay. Go ahead. It's your turn. Yes, My ma'am. bad. Oh, you know, Jasmine, we have this uh, game called Would You Rather... Right, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. let's get started. 
Okay. Would you rather eat tilapia or catfish? <laughs> uh, I hate seafood. Neither ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> one. <laughs> Okay, so they're gonna come back to me, but I'm I gotta think of another one then. Okay, okay, <laughs> look, I'm okay, so next. I have one. I see you, you want to go, go, go ahead, it don't matter. Go ahead, Carmen. You okay, you first. so Jasmine, Jasmine, we know that you're from Texas, so would you rather have barbecue or soul food? Um, that's hard. Well, it depends on like who's cooking. I guess if it's like, I say if it's like my parents, then I definitely would do soul food. My mom is really good um, with like fried chicken, especially mac and cheese. <laughs> no mm -hmm. So I making guess me hungry. Yeah. hungry. You're making me hungry. Okay, <laughs> look, my, my question is going to be out the water, okay? Mm -hmm. Would you rather, would you rather use boiling water as eye drops? Or gargle hot sauce. <laughs> Dang. I would say hot sauce because like you sometimes I feel like you get like hot stuff in your eyes already and like you can handle it. I don't know about the boiling water. I'm not gonna take any Look, you, you you were able to elaborate on your answer and everything. You're good. <laughs> Okay, so look, Kawashka, we coming back around to you. You want to give her another question since yours didn't apply to her at all. So hard. Listen. <laughs> this this kind of this probably kind of sound crazy, but would you rather uh, <laughs> would you ride rather ride a horse or a uh, a car? <laughs> I, I'm trying a to horse. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, a horse. I love horses. Yes, I love horses. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, so it's crazy because you know you always second guessing your uh, yourself, and you never know people might be thinking the same way you. Yeah, I love a horse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look, let's get into your first question. Mm -hmm. the, so you just recently did a interview with Bishop TD Jakes. Mm -hmm. How was that experience? It was really cool just because um, I've obviously gone to his church um, since I've moved to Texas, my family and I. So it was really like awesome because obviously it's a mega church. So to actually get to meet him personally. And of course, my mom was like, she was freaking out more than me. She was so excited for the interview just to have him reach out. Just meant a lot because obviously such a great pastor and such a great person that um, I look up yeah. to. And so does my family. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So do you um do y'all actually attend there or y'all just it was just the interview? Uh no. So yeah, we attend um the Potter's house and I've gone probably since like elementary school. That's whenever we moved to Texas. And so my mom obviously, well, since COVID, she just watches online, but like before yeah. then we would always go in person, like and I would go to the firehouse and Oh wow. Um, Where are you originally from? So I was born in Detroit, um, Michigan, and then my family, we moved to Kentucky for a couple years. And then after that, we moved to Michigan when I was like in the second grade. Oh, wow. You started moving around a little bit. Yeah. Okay. okay. Is one of your parents in the military? 
No. So both my parents work for GM. So okay. um, obviously they have different plants in those locations. Mm, so okay. Got you. They're got the you. longest. Got you. Okay. So um, you received the multiple awards as the, um, let's see, the 2019 Gatorade Player of the Year. Would you say that's one of your biggest accomplishments? If so, why, why not? Um, definitely, probably that was my biggest accomplishment, maybe until I made like the Olympic team. Um, I would always joke around and be like, maybe I peaked in high school just because that's such a huge award to um, win. And obviously we got to go to the SBs and we got to meet so many wow. amazing people due to it. So yeah. that was really like awesome. And they did like a home like film production. So it was just like probably the coolest experience I've had. But then making the Olympic team was definitely like another huge accomplishment just because um, people, you know, dream about that whenever they're little. So to make that team, that was really awesome. And it was just a cool experience getting to meet so many people and the Olympic Village and just the whole experience. Wow, that sounds pretty yeah. neat. Tell us, tell us about the Olympic, um, the whole experience. Like, tell us, first of all, making it, um, mm -hmm. making the Olympics. You guys were in Oregon, were you waiting? Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. So you were in Oregon. Was, so tell us, walk us through that whole process. Yeah. So I guess there's like kind of different, like you have to have different marks to kind of make the Olympic team. So you have to have like the Olympic standard and get top three at the trials. So thankfully I had hit the Olympic standard at the SEC um, outdoor meet a couple weeks prior. And so that kind of gave me the confidence because there's only three girls in the U.S. that have the Olympic standard and only three make the team. Oh, so I was like, Hopefully no one else hits the standard and then I'll be like good to go. But I needed to obviously get top three at the trials to like secure the spot. And so wow. I had been in Oregon for a while just because we had NCAAs before um, the trials. And yeah. I'm just kind of going into that. I felt like I was just going to make the team because I, well, I had prayed about it. And I was just like, whatever yeah. happens, happens. But like, I know I've worked exactly. really hard for this moment. And I just didn't think anyone else like deserved it besides the top three girls that made the team. <laughs> Obviously everyone works really hard, but I just like, I just knew, like I just had a feeling I was going to make it. And so um, I got top three, I got third um, at the me and I made it. And it was like probably one of the best days of my life just because my whole family was very emotional because obviously like everyone dreams about it. And my mom had went to the trials, but she didn't make the team. So it was kind of like, um, for her too, just because I know she wanted to make it, but then like life happened and she didn't get to try again. So it was just a huge moment for me. Wow. That's amazing. So we have some questions from a, uh, from a, one of our guests. Right. <laughs> one right. of them is how long have you ran track and how did you raise money? How do you raise money to go to the Olympics or is that something you have to do? So I've been running track probably since my fifth grade year. I ran with um, North Texas Cheetahs um, all throughout like high school and middle school. And um, a lot of like my friends now that went to DeSoto, like I went to Arkansas this past weekend. And so I saw a couple of like the DeSoto girls there. Um, yeah. But I, I've been doing that for, like I said, a while now. And then you don't have to raise money to go to the Olympics. Okay. Um, it, like USA, Team USA, they pay for it. And then um, oh, the prior, before, prior to when I was at University of Florida now, the University of Georgia paid for me to go to trials. That's just what they do as like um, 
when you're in the like collegiate scene, but if you were pro, then things would be different. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm yeah, very thankful for that. All right. Shout out to Mean Girl Hockey. Yeah. So look, Canada. You mentioned um, somebody I'm familiar with. Well, a team I'm familiar with, which is North Texas Cheetahs, which is well known Mm -hmm. around the USA track and field from Texas to all the way across the USA track and field. That is Mm -hmm. one of the best female track Mm -hmm. clubs around, not just in Texas, but they kick butt and take names from state to state. And they've been doing that. And of course, we know that... um, you have to have surrounded yourself with good individuals, you know, being able to go. One thing I do know about Coach Orlando McDaniel, who, you know, passed away from COVID right around the time COVID just had hit. You know, one of the questions I want to ask is how has that affected your life since he passed? But one thing I also do know that he was a he was a very, very, very disciplined, disciplined mm-hmm. coach. Like he was a zero tolerant yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. So I know some people felt it was tough to run from him for him, but mm-hmm. everybody that he coached, <laughs> they went up. Yeah. So what is your experience with him and how did it affect you that he passed away? And how what what did he also with that discipline he has, do you feel like that played a great role in where you ended up being able to be a Olympian and to discipline yourself? Yeah, so I remember like my first practice I ever had with Coach Orlando was like I think my tenth birthday, and I just thought he was crazy. I was like, this is insane. Like I obviously like summer track is like a different, it's a different level, especially in Texas. Yep. So yep. I just I one I thought he was crazy, and I was like, these workouts are too hard. But obviously, like especially whenever he like sees potential in you, he's just that much tougher. Tougher. On so you. obviously he saw potential in me, and I. I really did have to work my way up because when I started track, I really wasn't that good. But then eventually I kept doing better and then I would get on an A-team relay and then I started jumping and just like he cared about all of his girls so much that um, he wanted us to do the best. And like he really did help whenever y'all talking about recruiting. Like, yeah, sometimes your high school coaches won't do a lot for you, but Orlando definitely made sure all his girls had oh, scholarships yeah. and sure covered and like good to go. So he sure definitely. Did. And um, it was kind of funny because at my um, signing party, he like, yeah, yeah, he ruined it. <laughs> he didn't ruin. Well, yeah, he like because I was like I didn't even announce what school I was going to, and then he had told everyone before, and I was like I didn't even get to do it, but just yeah. like knowing how he is. That's just like, yes. that was like an Orlando move. But it um, sure was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine because he want everybody to know that's his girl. Yeah. I trained her and this, that, and yeah. He want to be the first. I mean, there were used to be meets during the Texas relays. There's a big, huge argument in the stands all the time. And he'd be like, who? Yeah. He could be yelling. Like you could be sitting in the stands at like the 50 yard line, and there's mm-hmm. a guy that may have talked noise about his team way down on the 20 on the first, second, two roles he be his girls come through and win what oh who yeah. gonna beat who down who i mean he <laughs> was i mean he did not care but yeah. he was well respected but they loved him but hated him at the same time mm-hmm. but he backed so, everything yeah. up he said and you know <laughs> it's just Back still up. unbelievable that he is not that mm-hmm. he's gone that was just so sudden yeah and so obviously like that i found out he passed like kind of right when i came back from school um when i came home from school from COVID, and so that was like really tough because i was probably one of like the first um 
big losses that I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. And so just like even now, it just doesn't feel that like he's gone, especially since I'm away at college. It's just like whenever I come back home, I'm like, okay, like, like, you know, like he's here, but it's like, but he's not. So yeah. that part's definitely tough. But um, yeah. and I feel really, my heart really goes out to like the younger girls just because I like I couldn't even imagine like still being in middle school and high school and having to deal with that. So yeah, but it yeah. definitely it does hurt and um was he like Aww. a Yeah, he just like honestly like anything that we needed, like he would go out of his way, like he would do anything um as far as helping us if we needed if there was girls that needed help paying for flights, hotels, like he had us shoes, whatever we needed, like he made sure we were good. And I feel like that's kinda hard to come by. Oh, yeah. Very. Yeah. Well, this leads to my next question. Um, out of all the great college uh, track and field programs, what made you decide to choose Georgia and uh, instead of your hometown? So I would say like the schools in Texas, no offense, they don't really do an amazing job as keeping like the talent in Texas. They're kind of I don't know. I feel like they could try a little harder with recruiting, especially like big recruits. So um, I had visited Georgia, um, University of Georgia, my sophomore year of high school. And I just kind of kept that school in the back of my head. And I think I visited my junior year and then my senior year as well. And then I visited the University of Florida. Well, honestly, I visited so many schools. My dad is like crazy too. And so I think I took my (laughs) first like unofficial my freshman year and I went to the University of Michigan, but he had me traveling everywhere to make sure I picked the right school. And so like, honestly, the schools out of state just kind of recruited me harder. And I um, had fell in love with Georgia and that's where I went my first two years. And then my coach left this past season. So um, I had chose the University of Florida because I felt most comfortable and I had visited here in high school. So um, I did visit the University of Texas um, for an official visit and i did like it but obviously like it just wasn't like the perfect fit for me but i'm very happy Mm. with my choices that i've gone with do you feel like texas colleges focus more on football and basketball than maybe track or some of the other sports did you feel like Um, that or yeah honestly i feel like that like at every school because i'm I've been at two now, um, like two big SEC schools and Florida does have a better reputation as far as track, like the longevity and like Georgia just started getting good at track. So I definitely, all these people like here so far, they do respect our program more and like our coaches and stuff. But at Georgia, we were like such a great team as well. And like, like no one cared. And so like that part was really frustrating as like an athlete, because like to know that like you made the Olympic team and like, your athletic program didn't even post about it or like didn't even care but like wow i'm sorry but like just a random guy on the football team like does one thing and it's like ah like the biggest thing ever but yeah that's true so yeah like so that part was like very frustrating for like myself and my family because we like go all in on the programs but um so far here it's I, I, I don't want to like judge it because obviously I just got here, but I definitely do know like a lot of the schools don't really care about track that much just because we aren't like a huge revenue sport. But I don't know. I still think we're important just because of course. Like, <laughs> you are important. Yeah. So that part does suck. But like, obviously, I understand like football and basketball, they're bringing in the money. So that's where you're going to like 
put your more your most like of your energy into. So do you think so, Jasmine? Like would it get to the higher level? It's it's, it's more business than you know. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think like college is like definitely like a business just in general as far as like. Um, I was scared to leave the University of Georgia at first just because I didn't want to leave on, like, my terms. Well, one, because I respected my coach a lot, and I didn't want to, like, I, I gave him my words. I wanted to stand by that. So I didn't want to leave first. And um, But, like, they, they can also block you. Like, they don't have to let you perform if they don't want to if you do leave. Um, wow. Because it's like, oh, well, another school, like, okay, now you're going to be making money for them. Or like, I, I feel like this kind of happens a lot with football, but I know a lot of girls that transferred um, this year, especially with the whole portal situation, it's been like off the charts, but um, a lot of girls couldn't finish like their NCAA season that I know, even though their coach was leaving as well, but like their school just blocked them because like they could and they had the power to. I didn't know they could do that in college. Mm -hmm. I know that they have certain rules in football, which is a lot of stuff changed with the transfer portal and all of that, but I did not know mm -hmm. that in track they can block you kind of like you could get blocked for moving from high school to high school and yeah you know, well, like, know okay, i guess it. like i guess well i entered the portal in season and so other people had entered the portal in season which means like mm -hmm. other schools can talk to you but i had talked with like my ad about it before to make sure i could still finish my season but i know some people that like they at other schools they couldn't do that they couldn't do that oh wow yeah. wow so yes. look, we've noticed that, um, like doing some research, we noticed that you're also good in some other sports. You know, can you talk to us about that? Like, and why do you think people consider consider cheerleading? They don't consider cheerleading as a sport. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I did competitive cheer, um, probably starting well, when I got to Texas, like in the second grade, and I did that all the way through. Um, I did competitive cheer through my freshman year, and then I just cheered in high school um, at Lakeridge. And so, honestly, it was such a huge time commitment because um, I shared at Spear of Texas, which is like an hour away in Capel. And so the fact that like my mom and my my dad, they drove me like an hour um, to and from every day was a lot. But I, I once I like I'm into something, I really go all in. So I was ended up being really good at cheer and like tumbling and the jumps and all that stuff. So that was like really fun for me for a minute. Um, Looking back on it, though, it definitely it just wasn't a lot of diversity. So I feel like that kind of like affected like my outlook on a lot of things and just like who I was around and like my self-esteem um, mm -hmm. growing up, which I kind of feel bad for my younger self. But it was like obviously a great experience. And um, I was like, like I said, I was really good at tumbling, which helps now in the jumps. So that was awesome. And but I guess. I would say school cheer is very different from competitive cheer. Competitive cheer takes a lot of effort and work, but like, so does school cheer too. But normally people just see like little sideline things, which takes a little less effort than some of the other like skills in cheer. So, but cheer is a lot of work. Like yes, it's, it's a lot yeah. of work and, and it, probably, it is a sport. Yeah, no, I definitely put so many hours in, and then we ended up winning a world championship, which is like probably wow. like the highest wow. thing you can do in cheer. So that was it meant a lot to me back in the day. Now I could probably care less about it, but it was cool in the moment. <laughs> so you just uh, in the championship 
aura. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you from cheer to to being in Olympics. Did you ever expect in a million years you would have been an Olympian? Um, kind of. Well, like obviously it was my goal, and so I remember like my first Olympics that I really remember watching, like in 2012 i was like i just started crying i was like i want like i want that to be me so bad and then so now to like say i'm an olympian it's just really cool i'm like just very grateful that god blessed me um mm -hmm. with the gift and um just thankful for my parents that pushed me and continued to um, make me run track in the moment after orlando's first crazy practice because <laughs> i got to this so jasmine I know that you thought you were going to be Olympian. Tell us about the um, letter that you wrote to your high school coach. Um, like whenever she was like showing it in the thing, like I do not like. I guess I remember writing it, but same time I don't because I feel like it was such a long time ago. But I wrote it my senior year, and I just know like kind of my senior year, I was in like a a dark space. I don't know. It was just like it was a really tough year for me too, just with the whole transitioning and like, obviously something that I advocate is like mental health, just because my first yeah. years at Georgia, it was so bad. And then um, high school is kind of whenever I started to experience like depression and whatnot. So in the letter, I went to like breakfast with her one day and she was just kind of like, in the letter, it was so sad because you were just like praying that you like found people that like were like-minded like you and that you found like genuine friends. And so my first two years at Georgia wasn't really like that. And I like still prayed about that. And so now to be here at like the University of Florida, it's like literally everything I prayed for is just like now to fruition. So um, I haven't really read the whole thing, but just to know that I wrote that and then now to look at like my life now, I'm just very wow. Oh, well, you did write in that letter that you were going to be an Olympian. Yes, right. That's manifesting so, everything. So, so look, when you're preparing for something like that, like yes, what, I, what is it? That vision. She wrote down the vision and made yeah, it. Yeah, made it plain. Yes, spoke yeah, it into existence. That's mm -hmm. good. I'm like a total like optimist, um, especially with myself. Like I'm not going to think negatively towards like myself or like how I'm going to perform. And so normally I'll like write down my prayers and it's just kind of cool to like see them happen. And just, I don't know, it just makes me even more thankful that like God answered them. So That's good. Yeah. Mean Girl Hockey wants to know, um, uh, do you do anything to get spiritually prepared before you have a track event? Um, normally I just like pray. Um, that's kind of I mean, like at the end of the day, like I feel like it's already written, like God already knows what's gonna happen. So I don't like try to stress myself out too much, but sometimes whenever I do like panic a little bit, I see my parents in the stands. I'm like, mom, please pray for me. Cause right now it's just not going well. That's yeah. just like the main thing yeah. that I do. I yeah, see your so parents, your mom and dad really supporting you. I saw them there at your first track meet. Like tell mm -hmm. us about the role that they played preparing you for all of this for college for the olympics like mm -hmm. like you said your dad used to take you to colleges and stuff like yeah tell us but about their input in your are, life. are like really hard working and um like especially coming from like their, their circumstances like in detroit i'm just very thankful for how hard they've worked for my sister and i and that's just been kind of motivating to like see it happen for your parents that like now it's like that's the expectation 
And so they obviously want the best for my sister and I. So they've done it like everything they possibly could um, when it comes to like recruiting school, like academics, literally everything that they just really went all in and like supported us a hundred percent. Good stuff. I'm, I'm just curious. Okay. Mm -hmm. Your favorite poet. Okay. So I know I said that, but like, <laughs> I will, I don't, I don't, I don't really know when I said that, but like, I used to just like read poetry books in like high school. And so, yeah, but, um, I'm mean, <laughs> especially now with uh, college, I don't really have a bunch of time. You don't have the time. You know, my yeah, free you time. And speaking of that, like, um, you, I know that you, have to prepare like for for a magnitude of the olympics i mean mm -hmm. you mentioned something about the mental health and all that stuff too the magnitude of preparing for something like the olympics like i used to coach summer track and the reason why i heard a lot from orlando we used to share i coach for desoto nitro oh. and yeah and <laughs> i used y'all used to be on that hill over there and we would hear orlando yeah, screaming his lungs out when y'all shared that other end over there Mm -hmm. But I used to tell the girls that I coached or whoever it is, like even my own daughter, you know, ran. And there's always this one person that's just faster than you. You know, I always tell them, hey, pick the person off in front of you that's faster than you. Take it one by one. But if you go in the mm -hmm. blocks, if you go in the blocks already nervous or whatever, I mean, you're going to be your natural nerves, but you're already defeating yeah. yourself in the blocks if you're thinking you're going to lose. You mm -hmm. know, you already lost the race before it even started, if you think that. So if you're mm -hmm. going to the Olympics or running any race or even doing a high jump and you know this person holds this bigger time or jump, how do you mm -hmm. prepare yourself to know today is the day for, for her to lose? <laughs> <laughs> today is your day, lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, like one you're losing I, today. I like one of my coaches, when I did competitive, she would always tell me, she was like, Whoever works the hard and whoever works the hardest and wants it the most deserves to win. So like even whenever yeah. I'm practicing, that's just kind of like my model. Like just work hard and like I promise you, you no one wants to win as much as you do, or you know, no one has the heart, which I think track is all about heart, because yeah. there's a lot of talented people that have no heart and like mm -hmm. just heart wins all the time. That's the truth. And so, but go Going into the Olympics, I was just mentally exhausted from my summer and like transferring and moving and all just the long collegiate season that like I knew I wasn't going to do well going into the Olympics. And that was exactly what happened. But um, I just like, I don't know, you just kind of have to like hype yourself up and like just don't think negatively because um, I hate when like my friends do it. Or, like You just hate other people do it. So it's like, why are you doing it yourself whenever you would tell yeah. your friend like, you got it? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, go ahead, Kawashka. Yeah, I was. We got another question from uh, Miss Karen. Miss Karen, what type of money do Olympians make? Um. So, like, it's different, I guess. If you're like a collegiate athlete, like me, like you do make money from making the team. But whenever a lot of Olympians are pro, and so they have different pro contracts yeah. with different shoe companies like Nike, Adidas. Um, Puma, but it really does vary depending on what event um, you do. So obviously, like the sprints, everyone loves to sprint. So you probably make more money um, doing sprints, but also social media is like a big thing. So if you have like a big following, that obviously helps as well. Oh, wow. 
So lastly, before one of our last questions, what is on your next? What is on your list? Your next list of goals to accomplish? Um, definitely graduate college. Um, I'm I'll graduate in 23. So excited for that. Um, and then uh, to win NCAA's, I have not won an NCAA title, and I think our team as a whole can win one as well. So those are my goals and. Yeah, those are probably my, my biggest three goals. And then obviously make the world championship team yeah. um, this summer yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Do you want to go back to the Olympics? Like you said, this was a, a tough transition year for you. But mm -hmm. I mean, are, is the Olympics going to be in three years or are they going to wait yeah. four years? So it's no, going to be in three, three years. Yeah. So obviously that's my goal again. And I'll just keep trying wow. as long as God gives me the ability to keep doing track so. amen well Up jasmine or <laughs> it's we got been amazing it's been mm -hmm. amazing having you on the show you're just a light you're just a light so it's just <laughs> been a joy you. having you when we want to thank you for joining us and um we just want to tell everybody that um if you have a local business or you need exposure uh, to get your message out there um, mm -hmm. to the masses, send an email to canwetalksports at gmail.com. Uh, we have competitive sponsorship rates and packages available. And if you know someone that has a story that they want to share, have them get in touch with us. We, we would love to have you on the show. So again, Jasmine, you just blessed us tonight. Um, we wish you well in all your endeavors. We're speaking into existence, girl. Yes, Olympics, Thank you, Jasmine. Great. She was great, you guys. She was really good. So, so what we right now, next we have big, we got to introduce the big mama segment. Big Mama. Where's Big Mama at? Let's go, Big Mama. <laughs> Where's Big Mama at? There we go. There she yeah. go. There she go. Hey, Big Mama. Listen to what she's playing in the background. She's playing Baby. Hello, ladies. Hello. Great hey, interview with Jasmine. Shout out yeah. to Lake Ridge High. Yeah, uh -huh. great job with her. All right, so you know Big Mama coming in. Ooh, we ah uh, those things did their thing on Sunday. Uh, <laughs> Jameis Winston, come on, baby. Uh, you was leading in uh, passes and interceptions, and you came right on and did the <laughs> doggone thing down in uh, what were you guys in Florida? I think you were. Um, yes, but you did it, um, and I tell you, it was amazing to watch you work. So shout out to my team, who that baby. Um, so I have a quick uh, few things for you this uh, this evening. 
Uh, we're still going on with the Black Girl Magic. I see Jasmine, uh, the Triple Jump Olympian. And on Sunday, uh, Maya Chaka, you know, she had a historical moment. Uh, first Black female representing women of color uh, as an official in an NFL game. So shout mm -hmm. out to Maya. Um, that was that was a great feat. Uh, I tell you, slowly but surely, we are uh, having our say and making our way. Um, two things happened. Um, I want to say uh, a few things because when, even for uh, the parents that are listening, when your children are playing sports, uh, the temperature, uh, the tempers flare, and, and that's understandable. Things will happen. But at the end of the day, we want to remember one thing, and that is to respect each other. So I just want to show you two quick videos from this weekend that I thought were uh, absolutely horrible. Aubrey Pleasant and Jeff Okuda on the sidelines, or rather, he is fired up. It's a secondary that has a lot of youth, a lot of inexperience. It's a tough month in that secondary. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have more time than he's had in the past in the passing game as well. Oh, Whoa. that might be an early exit for Ronnie Harrison. Taking a swing at a coach on the Chiefs bench. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Kansas City bench. 15 yard penalty. Since they made the first down, it'll be first and 10. Okay. So, these are men. You cannot treat these men like they are kids. You walk up on somebody disrespectfully. You don't know what man, man, what frame of mind they're in, so you have to keep yourself contained. And so when I was watching these, I was like, wait a minute. I, Jeff Okuda, I mean, oh my gosh, shout out to him. He just sat there and he just took it. And then his, you know, his teammates is like, you know, no, no, this is not right. But when you see things that are not right, so it's okay to speak up. It's okay to say something. It may be a little different, but it's fine. Say something when things are not, uh, going as they should. Uh, but Ronnie Harrison say, you push me, I push back. So um, not that not that big mama promote violence. So don't 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 get that. Don't send me no emails. Don't don't write me no <laughs> notes. Don't tell me nothing. Uh, but Ronnie say, you push me, I push back. And that's just exactly what happened. But what I want to uh, reiterate and what I want to the takeaway that I want you to get from those is respect. You treat people the way you want to be treated. You talk to people the way you want to be talked to. And so that's what I have for you this week. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect. That's the bottom line. That's all Big Mama has for you. Oh, wait a minute. So you thought I was going to talk about them cowboys? Oh, Lord. Oh, no. 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 Get her off the screen. Her <laughs> 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 
She done. All right, Her... that's all Big Mama got for you. Speaking of y'all, what Big Mama just spoke on about in the video with Jeff Okuda, I know Jeff Okuda personally. That has always been a mannerable kid. That's why he sat there and was able to hold his composure. But for whatever happened that happened that um caused him to probably go back and forth. Of course, he's a grown man now, but he has always, since I've known him, he trained at a young age with um his trainer, Clay Mack, who is with my son, even though he's a receiver, he played DB too. He trained with him. That kid has been, he's always been really mannerable. So it's crazy to see whatever happened and transpired for that coach to be in his face like that. Mm-hmm. So she right. They grown. I know mm-hmm. there's certain criticism they do, but when is it crossing the line too much, y'all? Like, when is it? What do y'all think? Thank you. Thank you, me. Mean girl hockey. I'm sorry, y'all. She had shouted mm-hmm. us out, but <laughs> I've seen that. Um, you know when it's crossing the line. Yeah, yeah. Even a three year old know when it's crossing. Yeah, the line. yeah. And you don't have to show it on video to know you crossing the line. Like, yeah, you I know. mean throwing your headset and all that. Like, are you serious? Come on, that's your third round draft pick, guy. Right? These there. are Come grown on. men. So I mean, first round, third pick. Sorry. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they have this type of relationship uh, behind scenes where they've been doing it. But yeah. if, if that's the case, don't do it in public. Yeah, I have true. this big thing about it. We, because we, and, and I'm gonna say this: we was taught, you know, everything stays at home. And I'm not talking about the negative stuff. But you know, if you get into it with somebody, why take it on in, into the public? Let's talk. Yeah, let's it. talk about it in private. Yeah, let's talk about it behind closed doors and so when you practicing and all of that that's when it that needs to be done if that's okay on both ends but if not like uh big mama said it's all about respect because that's what i'm big on too i mean honor and respect even if the the kids are younger than us there's still a level of level of respect respect. yeah respect absolutely and kawashika don't you think like Social media has a lot to do that with that too, because yeah. now people get into it on social media and they're back and forth, and it's like you call each other home. on the phone. Yeah, y'all like, have each right? other's phone number. Yeah, right. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's you know, when that camera come on, try your best to be professional. Try your best to be yourself. Just try your mm-hmm. best. Don't try to. You know, this you know to um, to be disrespectful. I'm or be little, and not be that. Yeah, yeah, just mm-hmm. be disrespectful. But this is what I want to bring up before we go into the parent tip uh, of the week, because of course y'all know my son is at the uh, at USC, and earlier this week, or probably at the beginning, uh, middle of this week, um, the coach, Coach Helton, um, was fired after the game. After the game, oh, they, exactly. they, they played Saturday, he was fired Sunday, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. uh, my thoughts is I never did get to actually see him in action, you know. Um, I didn't watch the film from last year for USC, I didn't, and so it's kind of like a deja vu to be honest with me because we kind of experienced that at Colorado. Uh, but we do have, I believe, they're gonna go with the intern. And he is a black coach, absolutely. Um, 
to move forward. So I'm really looking forward to seeing um, what they can do to, you know, advance because they are really a big powerhouse, guys. That sure is. I always have they, been. They mm-hmm. don't play. And, you know, and so I just, you know, my prayer is that my son, you know, if and now if he's an intern, that means he most likely I already know him, you know, because intern yeah. means I've been, you know, into the program. And so, but that's how it goes. Yes, that's how it goes. Like you lose the game, the coaches, I mean, they get, I mean, they get rid of you. I was shocked yeah. they did it in the middle of the, I mean, we just at week two. Like I was started. shocked that they, wow. Like again, of course, I guess being that they hiring somebody within the, you know, right. to, to move forward, you don't have to learn a new playbook. You don't have, I mean, and I, I mean, it's hard dealing with a coach's change. My son experienced it with Les Miles being fired and he was earning his way. And then next thing you know, Les Miles is fired. Now you got a brand new coach. You got to reprove yourself to this guy and everybody else just to earn that scholarship that you were trying to earn when you came in as a walk-on. Now you're back at square one. That's tough. You know, and it's it's a lot. So going into the parent... Huh? Yeah, going into the parent tip of the week, that is one of the things that we can like base it up on. Like, you know, kind of get to know the program. You know, like when you if your kid gets caught in a coaching's change, you know, only thing we can do is pray that it still operates. However, if that situation worked for your kid before the coach situation changed, because like they say, one of the things it is is everybody's situation is different. So make sure you're in a situation that's situational for your kid. And if it doesn't work out, because my son's a receiver. If you're going to throw the ball 80% of the time, anybody who plays receiver, that's probably not the school. they will, If they were recruited to go as a receiver, they're probably not going to, if they're going to run it 80% of the time, they're probably not going to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We don't know. You just have to see, okay, is this going to still fit my son's scheme? You know what I mean? So you have to pay attention, learn the program. Absolutely. And if your kid starts saying, hey, I think I have to think reconsider transferring. Parents don't automatically mm-hmm. think your kid is trying to transfer because they want to go follow a friend or things are not working out. Yeah, things may not work out. And at the end of the day, this is their future, especially if their ultimate goal is to go to the NFL. But it makes no sense for your son to be a receiver with a running team. He's not going to yeah. have stats for the scouts to even want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. absolutely. That's absolutely true. Yeah. So who got the next part of parent tip of the week? Either one of y'all got something else to say? Parents. <laughs> Listen, listen, real short and cut. Stay healthy. Yeah, I'm dealing with that too. Drink a lot of water. Mm -hmm. I'm learning now. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Drink a lot of water. Listen. Um, And one of the things that I'm going to be real with you, one of the things that I do do is detox. Like seriously, this food today is not good for us, guys. And so... I just um, just want to let the parents parents know to stay healthy, get a lot of rest. Yes, get a lot of rest, and, and even mental health is the key. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, because we do, we have a lot of things that we have on our plate, and thank God we do. You know, but you still got to take care of your body and and stay health, healthy. So that is my parent tip tip of the week. Of the week. Well, I have a tip, you guys. It might be a little unconventional, but um, 
I would just encourage parents to start talking to your kids um, about losing family members or loved ones, or like um, Jasmine talked about losing her coach, um, losing coach um, Orlando um, to COVID. Like it's happening, you guys. These kids are losing teachers. You know, they're losing coaches. They're losing loved ones. And we need to have, we need to find a way to be able to explain to these kids and to talk to these kids because they might be going through some stuff. We don't even know what they're going through because they can't express it. So just keep the channels open and talk to your kids, you know, find out what's going on with them and find out what stuff they need to get off their chest, what, what kind of stuff they need to release and let go of and lay it, give it to God. And it doesn't make them weak if they have to talk mm-hmm. about it. That's right. 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 I can imagine a lot of stuff I could, you know, I wanted to tell even my parents or anyone growing up in, you know, just school period. And we kept it in. And the more you, you know, you keep things in, you, you, you come, you have all this pressure on you and you, you know, now you burst out of anger and think people think you're crazy. No, it's mm-hmm. because you don't have an outlet. Uh, you don't true. have no one to, you can go to and confide in. And here's the key, not just confide in it. You know, they're not going to go tell uh, mama Sue and uh, daddy Jojo, you know, just that, that one-on-one. So yes, just, you know, let the kids know that they should be able to come to you hands down. Listen, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you, uh, <laughs> my mind just went left, but I don't care what it is. Come tell me because they need somebody. I don't care what it is, guys. They need to know they can come tell anything. Mom or dad or who are a judge. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, we want to thank you guys for to everybody who tuned in. Um, follow us on social media, from um, on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Make sure again if you're on YouTube, like the like us, subscribe, share, comment, um, share our show with your family and friends. This platform is growing again. If you have. If you're you're um, you have a business and or you want to sponsor, or you want to even get on and um, have a story you want to share, make sure you email can we talk sports at gmail. And we're so happy for the fans that we do have, the 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 people that are supporting us. This platform is growing, and like I always say, baby, we about to be SPN, baby. SPN. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking it into existence. Into existence. <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining. Love you guys. Thanks for nope. joining. Have a blessed yeah. week. Let's go.